sure you believe in Jesus, but are you imitating him? Welcome to the Intentional Christian Podcast, where we live to glorify God on purpose. I'm your host, Matt Adams, and I am an Intentional Christian. Welcome back. Go rate us five stars on iTunes, Google Play, or Stitcher, whatever you're listening to this on. The more people that find us, the more people can glorify God intentionally. Well, the more glory God will get. And that is the goal of this podcast. So anytime I'm fuzzy on application of a verse, maybe like modesty, or what would be sin or not, or what might glorify God, I like to take my scenario and... Put it back in time, travel back in time, get an old time machine and see how the Apostle Paul or Jesus or an Old Testament prophet might view my situation and would they say I'm sinning or not sinning or glorifying God or not glorifying God because in the context of this podcast, we will be using those concepts interchangeably and I'll show you why. Uh, Hopefully in this podcast by the end. So let's go back in time and look at a scenario. So we've got a whole bunch of worshipers of Baal. I say Baal, some people say Baal. It's probably more accurate to say Baal, but I've grown up saying Baal. So we've got a whole bunch of worshipers of Baal having a concert. They're going to be playing the sweetest music of their time from their idols. (laughs) Okay, idols, get it? They're going to be, you know, booming this awesome music from their culture, their time, their idols. There's going to be debauchery on stage. There's going to be some sort of sacrificing going on. There's going to be women shaking tambourines and disrobing in a sexual kind of way. And there's most certainly guaranteed to be blasphemy of the God of Israel there. Because they hate that God, and Elijah just threw down on them, you know, made them look like idiots. Obviously, they don't want anything to do with him. They're going to mock him, okay? Now imagine Elijah, the very prophet of the Lord, who just called down fire on a pile of waterlogged sticks and rocks, okay? (laughs) I mean, this guy is serious. Now, good old Elijah, he knows. He's a holy priesthood. He knows it's not what goes into you that defiles you. It's what's in your heart that defiles you. So he decides, you know what, man? This stuff doesn't offend me. This stuff doesn't cause me to lust. Man, I'm grabbing my buddies. He, he grabs Elisha and Ahab, and they're going to go rock out with the worshipers of Baal because Jesus would want them to be intermixed with the world and that's the best way to witness. And plus, their music is so good. Do you hear what I'm saying? Do you hear how utterly ridiculous this sounds? I mean, when we're in our everyday scenarios, It's really hard to decipher, you know, what's worldly, what's not worldly, uh, what's okay for us. But when you move it into another culture, you can see your situation clearer. 
And this is a scenario that people face every single day in America. And really, come on, you're trying to tell me that you're a holy priesthood? That it's not what goes into your eyes that defile you, but it's what comes out of your mouth. So as long as you're taking in all the debauchery and all of the language and all of the filth that is coming out of those speakers, hey, you're fine because you're not the one doing it. You're totally fine because it doesn't matter. You're holy. God made you holy, man. You're living in the light. So my question is, how are you holding those verses up and you're also holding up other verses, right? We want to be biblical Christians. Scripture helps to clarify other scriptures, right? We don't just take one scripture in isolation and then run with it. We need all of them in balance to give us a sound doctrine or a proper theology that we can live out right? We want to be biblical Christians, right? We don't want to be just uh, people that live by the culture of the world or live by things that we've been taught in the past. So how do you deal with 1 Corinthians 11.1? Paul is talking to the Corinthians, actual people who were literally partaking in orgies and going to these sexual priestesses. I mean, we're talking about utter depravity. And here Paul says, be imitators of me as I am of Christ. Now, how on earth do you hold that verse up with the way that you're living? How about 1 Peter 1.15? As he who has called you is holy. Who called you? Jesus. Okay? Jesus called you. As he is holy, you also be holy in all your conduct. All your conduct. Do you see this? You don't just get to pick and choose little areas of your life. He says everything in everything you do imitate Christ. Uh, Hopefully by now the Holy Spirit has illuminated a spot in your life, an area that you are not giving up. How does that area of your life hold up to these scriptures? Colossians 3.1 You've been raised with Christ. Seek the things that are above where Christ is seated at the right hand of God. That's saying seek after heavenly things here. We're talking about purity, holiness. I mean, I could go on all day long with verses that talk about being holy. And what we're not talking about is legalism. We're not saying that if you go and do something in the world, it makes you unsaved. That's not the point. The point is, if you are out and about in the world and that stuff comes to you or it, or you accidentally stumble upon something or your friends make some crass joke and you don't appreciate it and you are offended, it's saying those things, well, it's really talking about eating meat that was offered to idols, okay? That's the real context. Uh, and I, we're not super worried about that in our culture, but what, what the application is, is if is, is saying, you know what? You're free. You're free in Christ. Those physical things um, are not going to defile you anymore. You don't have to worry about that, okay? So when you're out in the world, don't worry what meat you eat. If you're out in the world and your friend's playing, you know, 50 cent, 
and you just happen to be there, you're not being defiled, although if you are homeschooled, you might be completely shocked, um, but you're not being defiled by what's coming in. It's what's in your heart that defiles you, right? Well, how about if your heart wants the world and loves the world and wants to participate? Well, there's a million verses for that as well. Just read 1 John. (laughs) Now you have to ask yourself, am I being holy? Am I living a life set apart as unto the Lord? Am I imitating Christ? Could I have Christ right here with me? Would Christ be leading me into this place? So this all comes down to the saying, what would Jesus do? (laughs) Okay, I'm not a huge fan of that saying, especially when it's on bracelets, but it's uh, we can't throw it away just because we don't like it, just because it's cheesy or cliche. We don't throw away the concept or the idea. The Bible calls us to be imitators of Christ. So in order to glorify God more, you are going to imitate Christ more, right? The less you imitate Christ, the less you will glorify God. It's it's very simple. It's not legalism. It's simply saying, would Christ go before me? Is he going before me in what I am about to do? So, Christian, here's a radical concept. Go imitate Christ on purpose.